Hello and welcome to KB Talks powered by the NKBA, the only podcast dedicated to growing and supporting the kitchen and bath industry. I'm your host, Jennifer Bertrand. Protecting your intellectual property is becoming one of the hottest topics out there for designers, especially those who are dedicated to using online marketing and social media to promote themselves and their projects. It's happening more and more. Designers posting their perfectly styled project photography only to see them pop up elsewhere online with zero credit. What you're about to hear is a live recording from the KBiz show floor, where I sat down with intellectual property attorneys and owners of the Kolich Romano law firm, Sean Kolich and TJ Romano. These two experts shared an in-depth look at how to legally protect your business and your work. Can you have it all? A strong online presence and a style that won't get hijacked? We have the answer here for you now. At Samsung, we aren't just predicting the future, we're creating it. Inspired by chefs, the Samsung Chef Collection is built on three core pillars, design, technology, and performance. The recipient of four 2018 CES Innovation Honoree Awards, the Chef Collection features performance, precision, and design that is recognized across the globe. The Chef Collection lineup includes a 42-inch four-door flex built-in refrigerator, a 36-inch Pro Range, 36-inch induction cooktop, and a 30-inch microwave combination wall oven, all boasting smart features designed to suit any type of lifestyle, including Wi-Fi-enabled interior cameras and advanced temperature control. Samsung's wider range of products feature multiple color and size options and ensure that the kitchen is designed exactly as the chef desires it. We crafted this collection with sophisticated capabilities for intuitive performance to elevate the modern kitchen experience. Welcome to the future of cooking. To discover more about the Chef Collection and learn more about our rewards program for certified designers, visit samsung.com. the two of you to introduce yourself give us your elevator speech kind of of who you are and what you do and then we'll start having our conversation all right well thanks uh, I'm Sean Kolich um, I'm an intellectual property lawyer I'm owner of a law firm with my partner TJ here who will speak in a minute uh, my background is um, I was a physics professor for the better part of a decade uh, I've got some advanced degrees, uh, several of those actually, and uh, at some point, looking for more of a challenge and diversity in my life, I decided to become a lawyer, and that's what I do now. And I mainly work with high-tech companies to help them protect their inventions, and I also do a lot of uh, enforcement of intellectual property rights in federal court. And I'll turn it over to TJ. Can that got serious real quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the fun part. And actually, I was right here at this convention center a few years ago and uh, got a very rare seizure order from a federal judge in Las Vegas and actually went into this show at the CES show and seized an infringing booth with marshals and packed the whole thing up and took it away in a truck. That's one of the highlights of my career. Wow, that's awesome, actually. We'll get into that. Okay, sir, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is TJ Romano. Uh, I'm also an intellectual property attorney. So Sean and I founded Cola Romano in October. The two of us have worked together for over a decade. Uh, Our whole team's worked together for quite a long time. Um, So we're very excited. This is our first big event that we've had uh, as as a new team. 
Um, my background is that I have an undergraduate degree in chemistry. After undergrad, I was a little burned out of being a student, so I went to work. Uh, I was a business strategy consultant for a few years, and then went back to school and found the perfect marriage of uh, all of my different interests, which is intellectual property law. And so my particular specialty at this point is I do a lot of branding work, so I help protect uh, creations and uh, specifically brands and brand concepts uh, and look and feel design protection of products. What you guys are doing is so important nowadays, obviously with technology and how easy it is for someone to, to steal someone's concept. But you guys just spoke at Voices um, from the Industry. What was your topic and how did it go? Yeah, it was basically like... <laughs> you survived. Yeah, it went fine. I mean, I will say that uh, I've, <laughs> this is the third time I've spoken at yeah. Voices from the Industry, and two out of the three times they've put me directly up against the keynote address, including today, <laughs> um, which is a little bit uh, surprising. You're um, like, should I take a hint? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, why bother to have a talk that's directly competing with the keynote? But we did have about 10 uh, very interested people uh, show up, and the topic was intellectual property for the kitchen and bath industry, and we essentially taught a little one-hour course in the basics of intellectual property rights, what they are, how they're used, and how they could apply to companies in this industry. Well, I and um, do you want to add anything to how you think it went? I thought it was great. It was the first time I've spoken at this conference. Uh, we had a very receptive audience. Uh, we got a lot of very engaged questions, uh, very specific to this industry. Uh, there was a lot of questions about how to protect designs. Uh, I mean, design is such an important feature in the kitchen and bath industry. Uh, there's a lot of creative ways that, uh, that the law can be used to really button up rights and to prevent knockoffs and, and uh, you know, really own a space, um, including iconic designs and, 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 and uh, protecting others from copying you know, those, those designs and really uh, I, I thought it was a really great talk. Well, so people who are going to be listening to this podcast, because your reach will be far, are brands, designers, kind of every aspect of this industry. But if you look at that topic, what is something that you guys, like a bit of advice you would say, like how, what is one small thing they could do to start protecting their brand that maybe they don't think about? Well, TJ should answer that. He's really our trademark expert. I'll give a really short answer, and he's going to add something to this. Uh, my short answer would be many of the brands here probably have never even investigated protecting their company name. Um, and so for companies that really have been completely out of the loop on intellectual property rights, I think it would be well worthwhile for them to consider uh, perfecting some of those rights to add value to their own company. Good yeah, answer. I, what I would say is that every single company, whether they know it or not, has intellectual property. They have it now. Um, and it's the brand. Everyone has a brand name. Everyone distinguishes the source of who they are from others through their name. Uh, many folks don't think of it as I have, I don't have intellectual property, but they do. Uh, th there's a whole registration process that gives more rights and better rights. Uh, there's a clearance process to make sure that new brands are not conflicting with other people's rights. But the first thing people can do is button up their, their name, their brand names, their important names. That's how consumers find them. They don't want their competitors using their brand names. And when you say button it up or like take ownership of it, 
what specifically are you? Sure, so so uh, start with the United States. There's the United States Patent and Trademark Office. There's a registration process, so you apply to register a trademark, which is a brand name, uh, in connection with the goods and services offered under the mark. So in our case, we're a law firm. Our brand is Cola Tremano. Our services are legal services. So we would apply to register Cola Tremano in connection with legal services. That's the basic step. Once you do that, it goes through an examination process, and then if all goes well, you get a certificate of registration and you have a perfected right that's your brand, and you can uh, stop others from using confusingly similar marks. Is it something you have to keep up with yearly, or does it last, you know, indefinitely? Good question. Uh, it's not a yearly maintenance fee. Uh, with the Patent and Trademark Office, there's a filing fee. And then after registration, five years after registration, there that's the first window for maintenance fees. There's another window that opens nine years after registration, and then every 10 years after that. So. Not it's, it's not that it's not too painful uh, and the other thing to consider for brands the first thing or companies is many companies just think about the United States their, their competitors are located outside the United States they manufacture outside the United States they have customers outside the United States they have to think global and protect their brands not just in the United States even if they have a brand here they should be thinking what am I doing globally and have I protected myself in these other countries US rights only extend to the US so that starts with the name of their company but then after that, if you think about it, like I know designers often think like people are using images of my work and they have nothing to do with it. What advice would you give to them about protecting their images? Well, if we're just talking purely about images, um, then it might be the subject of copyright law. <clears throat> You're not allowed to copy photographs that somebody else took uh, of anything without permission. And the way to perfect those rights is with a copyright registration on the important images. Um, and that's something that we routinely do, and it's not very difficult or expensive. Um, if it's the design itself that's being copied, rather than just a photograph. Like a it. product design or a table design right. or something like Anything that. Anything like yeah. that. Um, then the most likely way to protect that is with a design patent, which protects the way something looks, the ornamental appearance of a product and those things last 15 years and they're highly enforceable against knockoffs and we do that all the time. How long does that process take though when you do it like because sometimes what happens if small companies it's like hard enough to like keep going and do it all or your mom and pop and all of that so when you start hearing it they're like we'll just wait till someone gets us but being proactive is all the rage but how long does that take if they're like okay I'm gonna patent that? A design patent takes about nine months, roughly, nine to 12 months to uh, get, it, get the patent in your hand from when you file an application. Uh, the other type of patent that we deal with probably more than design patents are so-called utility patents, which cover how something works, not just how it looks. And uh, those are more difficult to apply for and to obtain. There are ways to expedite them, but that costs more money. Uh, but they're also a lot typically more valuable because they can cover a whole class of products that all use the same uh, concept or the same function. And so utility patents are great for companies that have invented a new way of making a product work rather than just a new appearance of it. Cool. Are there other kinds of patents that people should know about? I'm learning. I'm very uneducated in <laughs> well, this there, world. Well, there are only three and we've covered two of them, design. <laughs> so what's the third? The third yeah. one is a plant patent, which covers new species of plants that are hybridized 
in a lab. We don't usually deal with that. Those yeah. are for specialists, and I don't think anybody in the, this industry yeah. is likely yeah, this to, to, specific to, to need to this one. Industry. It doesn't um, even relate to my keto, yeah. so we're fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So then what were some of the questions that you guys were asked when um, you did your chat? Well, I think it's interesting that you were asking about designs because we had several questions about protecting designs um, in general. Uh, I think in this industry, designs are tantamount. I mean, this, this is a design-based industry. The look of products matter. Uh, what's interesting is, I want to add to something that Sean said, and I think this was eye-opening for some folks, there's an overlap in intellectual property law. So there's, there's four areas we should specify of intellectual property law that are relevant here. Patents, trademarks, copyrights, and trade secrets. There's some others like rights of publicity, other Hollywood aspects, but for our purposes, those are the big four. There's an overlap for designs. They can be protected under design patents, they can be protected with a trademark, and they can also be protected as a copyrighted image as well. So. What's interesting is that, uh, that that for this industry, there are so many different avenues to protect one's creation that it's not just so narrow. And I think having good counseling in that area is important so that folks know all their options. Yeah. So a lot of designers right now are like, they'll post their images to social media, mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me, and people will share them without crediting their information. Can anything be done about that if you find someone's you know, using your images and it, not even crediting you? It depends. Um, copyright law is really intended. By the way, it's the best lawyer answer. It depends. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the classic that's an easy one, one to give. Yeah. He's got a card yeah, that yeah. says that. It depends. Yeah, that's right. Reminds me of a sushi restaurant I went to in Tokyo one time that was recommended, and, and you walked in and, and they handed you a menu. And you, it was a big, like a big menu, formal yeah. menu, and you opened it up, and it said, "Trust me." Uh, see, but I love that. I yeah. love when things are just, you know, like a sense of humor about yeah. it. But so it depends. Anyway, it but... depends. Mm -hmm. And the reason it depends is because copyright law is intended to protect against commercializing somebody else's copyrightable. Um, subject matter without their permission. So making if they're making money off of it? If they're okay. making money from it, it's definitely uh, something that can be stopped. Um, but there's also the concept in copyright law of fair use, which means you're allowed to use somebody else's copyrightable subject matter to criticize them, to educate people about what they're doing, and for other limited purposes. So if it's a completely non-commercial use, it might be fair use. But if they're using it in a way that attracts business to their own websites, and especially if they're using it to sell something, then that's not fair use and it probably can be stopped. Oh, good answer. Um, so, okay, so obviously you can't help the whole world. What resources besides your amazing company that you guys recommend for people if you're like, okay, someone's listening and like, oh man, I gotta start getting my brain on this. Well, there are none besides us. <laughs> good answer, good but, answer. But if, but if you were looking, um, so what I would recommend... Well, I mean, can yeah. the, anyone yeah. listening hire you guys out? You work nationally? Uh, uh, yeah, oh, yes. we work nationally and internationally. Yeah. We, we have we clients work, all over. Our, our area of the law is one of the few areas that is not state-specific. It's all federal or international, and so our clients are literally all over the world, and in fact, most of them are not local to us. But are there like but, websites of yes, resources absolutely. if they yeah, try to simplify yeah. it for someone who maybe can't hire a firm? There, there's two great places to start. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website, which is uspto.gov, they have great resources for small 
in, uh, entrepreneurs, startup companies, emerging companies, even big companies. They have videos, they have educational resources to, to explain the differences between patents and trademarks and when to apply, how to apply. So those are two, that's a really great resource. I mean, use the government resource on that. And the Copyright Office. That's same it, that was thing. US Copyright yes. Office, same concept. It will explain in a lot of detail about when something is protectable, when it's not, how to protect it, uh, when something is fair use, and so on and so forth. Now, the time when it becomes important to talk to people like us is when you really actually want to do something about it, because then it's very difficult to do it right without professional help. It can be done, but it's Same not Same with easy. design and yeah. kitchen remodels. Well, yeah, anyway. I always explain it, it's like uh, working on a car. You know, some people are really good tinkers and they're not professional mechanics. Yeah. Others need to have help like me to have their oil changed. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with the law, but with what we do. Some people can handle filing patents on their own and they're not attorneys or getting trademark protection, but to do it right, it's better really know what you're doing because just like your car, changing the oil could lead to the whole thing shutting down. Yeah, I you don't know, let exactly. my husband change the yeah, oil. So, so sometimes those easiest changes are, are the ones that are the most critical. And, and so that's the thing. There is do your health help resources, but if something's really important, there's a reason that we went to school and got stuck in class studying this stuff and have been professionally practicing for, for over a decade each because yeah. it's a difficult area, intellectual property, to do it right. I think always don't pretend you know everything. Bring in the experts. It's so much. In the end, we all know it saves you money. Well, even in our, even in our legal profession, we don't do any other area of the law. All we do is intellectual property. And even then, it's so complicated that Sean and I, when we started this firm, I've split off more towards becoming an uh, expert in branding, whereas Sean is focused more on, on the patent side. It's because there's just so much to know. You really want to work with someone who understands the nuances. Thank you. Would you like oh, a, they just got delivered a, a great cocktail. Refreshment That's break. the best kind Cheers. of podcast. Thank Enjoy you, guys. sir. Yeah, no. Cheers. See, yes, yes. But thank you for thank having Thank you us. both of you for sharing your advice because we know your advice is valuable. And if someone wanted to find you guys, what is your website, your Instagram, all of the above? Well, all they really need to do is know our names. Uh, it's <laughs> kolichromano.com. It's at Colich Romano, and so on and so forth. And it's K-O-L-I-T-C-H. And it's Yeah, don't use it without permission, but you can type it into your search engine. In fact, if they just type Colich, they'll find either us or my cousin Jeffrey, who's a hedge fund manager. Either way, they'll be in good hands. If you just type Romano, I don't know what you're going to find. Most likely Ray. Type in Romano, you'll probably find First, you're going to find Ray Romano. pretty good Italian. Yeah, you'll find some really great Italian But if you type Colich, you're going to find me right away. But thanks, you guys, for speaking here at KBiz and sharing your knowledge, coming to do KB Talks, and um, just sharing your knowledge. Because a lot of people out there, it's a very intimidating concept. It's a great industry. There's so many great ideas. We just from walking the floor today. I mean, this is a very innovative industry with a lot of ideas. And folks, there's a lot of things folks can do to protect those ideas. And, and that's, that's the fun part for us. That's what we do for a living and we love it. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you to our sponsors. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of KB Talks. And check back in for our next one. The NKBA Specialty Badge Program offers members a new competitive edge. Certification has long been a cornerstone of the National Kitchen and Bath Association's mission, although the designations are mostly limited to designers. The Specialty Badge Program now allows any NKBA member to broaden their knowledge and earn credentials in a variety of areas 
through online course materials and passing an online exam. Visit nkba.org badges to discover the NKBA specialty badges currently available. Take advantage of the NKBA's ongoing professional development opportunities and get the NKBA competitive edge.